0: Catching you up on the latest stories that you should know, heading into this Friday morning, April 28th. I'm Jake Reyes and this is The Point from WUFT News. We all know that service animals are important to those with disabilities, often providing the eyes and ears for people. So making sure these animals are in good health is a vital task for them to continue their jobs. The University of Florida Small Animal Hospital will offer free eye and heart screenings for service animals on May 19th. Service animals typically include guide dogs, disability assistance dogs, and police dogs, to name a few. But only active working animals certified by or enrolled in a formal training program or organization qualify for the exam. I spoke with Karen Plummer, who is the interim department chair of the Small Animal Clinic Services, about the annual program and how she will be helping service animals next month.
1: The program's actually very cool because it gives us the opportunity to do some screening and and kind of wellness care for a very important group of service animals that provide all sorts of positive impacts for their human companions. The first iteration of the program was started by a private practitioner ophthalmologist in Tennessee in back in 2008. And he was the public relations chair of uh, my specialty college, which is the American College of Veterinary Ophthalmologists. And he recognized that a lot of practices and ophthalmologists around the country were already doing uh, free or reduced fee screenings for animals that were registered in service animal programs. So seeing eye dogs or dogs that would be trained to be assistance animals for hearing impaired people, mobility impaired people, uh, therapy dogs, those sorts of things. So he thought it might be uh, a good thing to kind of bring some attention to that and encourage the veterinary specialists that see ophthalmology cases to, to do more of that. So it became an official national event that was sponsored by the American College of Veterinary Ophthalmologists. And... We've had some corporate sponsors since 2012, something around there. Currently, the compounding pharmacy Epicure lends their name to the event.
0: Oh, wow. And so tell me about the importances of making sure service animals are in good health when it comes to eye care and health care, heart care, things like that. Like, tell me what the importance of that is.
1: Well, these dogs and well, actually, they're all service animals of all sorts, but the majority of them are dogs. Uh, they serve various functions for their people. Um, they have to be their leaders. They have to be able to you know, um, negotiate obstacles. They need to be able to alert them to hazards, dangers. Um, so these animals have to be able to interact with their environment to the best of their abilities. And they also need to be in tip-top shape so that they can do what they need to do to keep their companions happy and safe and fulfilled. So being able to make sure that they don't have inherited eye disease or acquired eye disease that could cause vision loss or could cause discomfort in the eyes, uh, or even for animals that are used in breeding programs to make more seeing eye dogs, that there's not something that could be passed down in the generations. We are just screening to kind of catch problems early and to Mm -hmm. rule out the possibility of there being a problem that could limit their function and also limit their comfort because these animals, they do a really important job and and we have to take care of them as well. We need to make sure it's our responsibility to make sure that they are as safe and happy and comfortable as they can possibly be because they do the same thing for their, their people.
0: Right. And so tell me, like, what's going to be your responsibility in this program?
1: So I I look at the peepers. Myself and my colleague, Dr. Ralph Hamer, uh, we're both board-certified veterinary ophthalmologists. We are going to spend the day just looking at eyeballs and animals that have registered as service animals and made appointments uh, for this event. They will come in. Their eyes will be dilated so that we can get a good look at the entire eye, the front and the back. And Um, we're going to do, you know, brief exams and make sure we don't see anything that that is or could be potentially problematic. I have been at the University of Florida for many, many years. And uh, I think, if I recall correctly, we started participating as a a college, as a university in 2009. So we've been doing this for a very long time. And it's an annual event. Um, We have some of the same dogs come back every year. And we have new dogs every year. So, our, our job is just to do good eye exams and educate their handlers and their owners if we see a problem or to allay their fears if they had any concerns about whether or not their animals had any eye conditions.
0: Amazing. And so, let's say you do find something that's problematic, let's say with their eyes in these examinations, what is the next step for these service animals?
1: Well, it kind of depends on what the what the problem is. If we find something that is, let's say, of minimal significance or something that requires maybe just some eye drops or a little bit of medication, we can prescribe those and certainly get them either uh, set up with our clinic or with a, another clinic or specialty service or continued care. So if we identify things, then we'll help them establish care someplace where they can have these problems monitor If it is a problem that is more significant, so we have something that is surgical, something that is going to be more significant in terms of the eye's function, then that changes things a little bit because we have not only the prognosis for the eye, but the prognosis changes for that animal's ability to, to do its job. So if it's a seeing-eye dog that has a bin problem, you know, we need to strategize in a couple ways, first to make sure that that animal has a loving forever home that can take care of it as it loses its its own sight, but also make sure that that human has alternatives for a, a guidance or assistance animal. Um, and recognizing that early before it becomes an acute need is, is really important. That would then fall on the organization that they receive their animal from, And the individuals themselves to kind of make plans moving forward.
0: Got it. All right. I know that this event will happen on May nineteenth. It's an annual event. We were talking about earlier how you've seen this on the national level with reduced cost screenings or even free screenings. Is there any challenges in putting those screenings together?
1: Well, the the challenges, you know, there certainly are costs involved with this. It's the cost of time, the cost of, you know, expertise. Um, Most practices and universities that participate take on those those costs as a public service. And because we want to give back, most significant costs are, are those of our time. And for the organization, for the ACO, things like marketing and advertising and getting the world word out. So that's where our corporate sponsorship becomes very, very important, mostly in advertising and and getting out the word so that animals have the opportunity and recognize that there is this event that will give them this, this chance to evaluate the health of their animals.
0: Okay. Okay. Got it. I think that's all the questions, but is there anything else that people should know that I didn't get to in a question that you'd like people to know about before we finish off this interview?
1: Well, thank you for the opportunity to, to speak about this. That You know, getting the word out is, is great and uh, making sure that people know about the good things that are happening at UF is is wonderful, but um, I do want people to know that, you know, eye health is very important for your companion animal species and that if an animal is squinting, if it's tearing, that means it's in pain. So that is an opportunity for even people that just have their, their pets. If they see a red eye, a squinty eye, cloudy eye, mm-hmm. seek veterinary care. Mm-hmm.
0: That was Karen Plummer on the importance of eye and heart screenings for service animals. Now, let's catch you up on some headlines from around the state. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a law designed to crack down on hate speech amid a rise in antisemitism across Florida. Florida Politics reports HB 269, titled Public Nuisances, makes it a felony to harass people for their religion or ethnicity. It also penalizes, leaving flyers with hateful messages and images or any other credible threats on a person's private property. The law comes as the Anti-Defamation League reported a 42% increase in anti-Semitic incidents since 2021. In other news, Florida leaders have agreed on a $350 million fund to cover public schools amid voucher cost uncertainty. According to WFSU, HB1 results that all school-age children in the state will become eligible for a private school tuition stipend or funding to use on other education-related expenses school districts can tap into the emergency fund in case their enrollment numbers fall beyond the estimates due to students leaving to go to private schools with vouchers the districts will have to apply to the florida department of education however to access that money and new restrictions on unions in florida are headed to governor ron desantis for approval New Service of Florida is reporting the Florida House on Wednesday gave final approval to a controversial plan that would place additional restrictions on public employee unions. Senate Bill 256 would prevent dues from being deducted from workers' paychecks, forcing union members to make separate payments. It would also require gauging on how many eligible employees are dues-paying union members. Supporters of the bill say, however, this would increase transparency and make unions stronger. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest stories into your inbox Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. The Point podcast will be taking a break for the summer, but we'll be back in the fall with more Florida news. I'm Jake Reyes, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida's College of Journalism and Communications. Have a great weekend.